The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work. This is Coach Mo Fall, and how is everyone doing? Today we're going to talk about toxic workplace, how that leads to a dead soul and what to do about it. And I'm going to tell you what, um, I have been there, done that, uh, don't really have the (laughs) t-shirt, but I'm telling you what, a toxic work environment can be a killer, a killer. Not only does your soul get dead, but your body can have major, major ramifications as well. We're going to dive into that. And I'm also going to talk to you about some of the clients who I've worked with who have rebounded after a toxic work environment and what that's meant for them as a human being, as a soul person, as a career professional. Um, There are, unfortunately, a lot of different types of toxic environments. And as a soul on this planet, there's some really good reasons why we need to pay attention to the toxic work environment that we may be in. If you're not in a toxic work environment and your career is humming along, I want you to think about some of the concepts I'm going to talk about today because they're going to impact you no matter what. As human beings on this planet, our experience includes having things in our lives that are not what we want. It's part of life. It's part of the flow of life. And it is part of the journey for a very specific reason. And I want to talk about that reason before I get into the toxic workplace issue, because the reason why we have things in life that we don't want or things that happen that cause us to be uncomfortable or, you know, just get down on things, there's a reason for that happening. And I'm going to talk about that. So I'm going to, I'm going to be blunt today. I'm going to be um, talking about toxicity in the, in the workplace. I'm going to be talking about what our soul needs from it because our soul does need something from this difficult situation. And I'm going to talk about how you can use this for your highest good, your highest good. Now, most people who are in a negative workplace, most of us in that scenario are looking at the negative workplace as a thing being done to us, those people, that situation, that boss, those coworkers, it's about them. That's what our intellectual and primitive brain needs to do for self-protection. And I'm going to tell you the one thing that we must overcome is that just talking to a a good friend of mine on an interview that I'm going to be sharing on my website, mofall.com, in a few weeks. 
uh, she and I were talking about things and she's writing a book about uh, being blameless in life. And I'm super excited about that because this is, this is really the beginning of taking the soul's journey in the right place, in the right direction when we have a toxic work environment. We have to first be in a situation of recognizing that there is something here for us to learn. And the thing to learn is not to rush out and go start a quilting business because that's going to feel better. Don't do that. Because if you're starting from a place of a toxic work environment, you are going to build everything on top of that negative energy. So do not start a business or become an entrepreneur or think that's your way out of a toxic work environment. You need to get yourself out of the toxic work environment and then build yourself up into a new environment where you're feeling confident and happy. And let me explain that. Your toxic work environment is there for you to learn. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop there for a second and I'm going to say your toxic work environment is happening for you. I know. Shatter the victim. Shatter all the things that we're usually talking about to our friends and relatives and our spouse and our kids. I have a woman I was talking to yesterday. She said to me, Her daughter, nine-year-old daughter, said, Mommy, why are you always talking so negatively? Oh, my God. Talk about soul-crushing when your nine-year-old puts the mirror in front of you and says, Mommy, why are you always talking negatively? What? This toxic environment and unhappy place ripples into every person in our orbit. Every person is affected by the negative energy that we're living in nine to five or eight to six or 9.30 to 6.30, whatever your work hours are, that time that you're in that soup of toxicity, you are creating a negative ripple effect for every person who comes in contact with you. And they don't even have to come in physical contact. If they're in your energy plane, if they're out there circulating with you in some way, coworkers, family, friends, parents, partners, spouses, kids, whomever it is, they're the recipient of pieces of this negative energy that you are refusing to take responsibility for. So if you're in a toxic work environment, you need to first be blameless and take responsibility and realize that this environment is something for you. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. I've got a, a beautiful caller named Jennifer to talk to. Jennifer, what can I do for you today? Are you in a toxic work environment? Oh, I'm listening to it because that's what I've come from, from the past three jobs that I've had. So it's very beneficial for me. <laughs> past three jobs. Mm-hmm. Are you Are you mm-hmm. currently in a toxic work environment? I'm not working right now. So since uh, the end of did May. Did you... Did you quit working so that you could leave the toxic work environment? They actually let me go. Ah. So. And how long ago was that? Um, at the end of May, after I doubled two revenues, and but I was only there a short period of time. But um, I don't Hmm. know completely um what the problem is, except for I I do have a hard time addressing conflict and. When I tried to address things that came up, because I had like a career coach in Atlanta, she told me I needed to 
you know, ask inquisitively, you know, why something happened or this or that. I got no mm-hmm. response. And um, mm-hmm. I tried to always go in and um, I really tried harder this time with some of the things because I went through a leadership class and learned about some of my communication styles that I felt like I could do a little bit better on about engaging in conversation or explaining the fact that sometimes I need time to think about things, but then I'll come back and try Mm -hmm. to do those kinds of things. But I wasn't successful. I felt like a complete, actually, failure um, because I wasn't able to accomplish that. And it just... it. this gentleman has let six other people go. It's like he targets people and then, you know, but I'm not like, I don't want to become a victim, but right. but I don't think the whole thing is my responsibility in this. But in fact, I think I okay. take more of the ownership than I have. Than most okay. people, probably I blame myself more than blame the other person. Let's, let's so talk about this a little bit. Are you willing to dive into this a little bit more? Sure. Sure. Okay. So you mentioned three jobs in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned that you got uh, advice on how to handle it, communication style, leadership. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe what may not have happened effectively for you is that perhaps you didn't change your soul's vibration or your energy or how you feel about yourself. Correct. And you used techniques <laughs> that were a bit out of alignment with how you really felt about yourself. Is that possible? True, because I just have a low, I um, let people either intimidate me or I don't think I have the ability, like I'm not good enough, you know. Yes, Smart right. enough. Um, so I'm going to tell you what, when you skill. feel, when you, sorry, when you feel that you're not good enough, I don't mm-hmm. care if it's in the front of your mind or the back of your mind, but if that's the subconscious tape that's playing, if that's the, the movie version, and usually for most people it's kind of like a full-blown feature movie that we keep pushing down because we don't want to listen. We don't want to watch. It doesn't feel good, but it's there. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. vibrational reality within us. And I call it our soul. Our soul is affected by those movies and stories and tapes that we're playing ourselves consistently. So if you have a low vibrational level, you're going to basically be in an attractor pattern of that regardless of mm-hmm. the proper communication techniques, you could say the right things, but if you're vibrating at an energy level of I'm not worthy, you're going to be treated to your vibration, not to your words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I mean, it's even, I have got a part-time job at Whole Foods and already there within three to four weeks, I'm having issues. And I'm like, seriously, this is supposed to be like a no-brainer job that you go in wow. and, and do. And I was told that I was, I'm like the most disrespectful. I, I was told I was being disrespectful. Um, and I mm-hmm. had no intention. I was just working hard. And when you work hard, it doesn't seem to mm-hmm. benefit you anymore. Um, because, you know, you get criticized for not communicating, even though you're doing the other person's yeah. workload and yours. Um, mm-hmm. you just keep getting like, I'm like, I can't win in this. And I'm like, no. I don't want to be there the cycle, anymore. The cycle is now on its own, on its own momentum that is not serving your highest good. But what it's doing is it is showing you consistently, Jennifer, take care of your soul. You're not vibrating at the right level. Can't you see the evidence that you're getting? And then you're like, well, it's, how, why are people criticizing me? Why are they? Why are they? Why are they? I'm going to tell you the answer is within. 
And when you increase your soul's vibration, which means you take care of the things like the low self-confidence, you begin telling yourself a new story about who you are and what you're worth. And you have to do that with some emotional content because your intellectual brain can't out outmaneuver your energetic reality. So you can't intellectualize this. You have to go deep into the feelings. And if you have to dive into the, I'm not feeling worthy and something happened to me way back when that totally crushed me and I haven't healed myself from it, whatever those things are that you've got to dive into, please do dive into them because unless they're healed, you're going to keep seeing this. And what's going to happen, and I don't know this from the jobs that you've had, but what's going to happen is you're going to continue to have a backslide in your career. And then you're going to continue to pave the path of C, I'm not worthy. I can't keep a job. I keep attracting jerks. I keep being told negative things. See, this is who I am. And you start to identify with it. And the soul becomes hardly even relevant anymore. So mm -hmm. I'm going to implore you to take care of this because your soul is, is basically giving you the SOS signal. The flare is up in the sky. Even at Whole Foods, mm -hmm. you're getting a negative vibrational reality I just, but i've i've spent so much of my i mean that's why i'm in debt right now i've spent so much money trying to get these things you know and work with different people and um so i don't know what the answer is or where to find the well the solution i'm sorry that all. yeah i'm sorry that the other uh uh resources may have not gotten you past this i'm mm -hmm. going to give you one technique and then if you'd like to schedule a call with me and my team to kind of sort this out we'd be happy to talk to you if we can help you further but here's okay. here's a technique for you please Number mm -hmm. one, every single morning, I want you to write 10 items of gratitude and mm -hmm. 10 items bragging about what you've done and who you are and what you're capable of doing. 10 yeah, gratitudes. That's what the other girl said on the call before I came onto this. Tessa, is that her name? C H E S S A? She worked for you? She does. Yeah. But she, you she had a call with her? Yeah, this morning. Uh -huh. Oh, <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. she gave you this exercise to do. So she's she's my team member. So you you've you've spoken to my team. Yeah, just really, but I don't have you know, like I told her, I'm just you know, being without a job for five months. You know, just financially, I'm not in the place, and I keep hearing people talk about it. If you want it bad enough, you'll do something about it. But I just can't figure out a way, or you'll manifest right. it, and I don't know how to. Forget that. Things Forget happen. that. I want you to pay attention to what I'm telling you right now. This is free. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want you to write 10 gratitudes and 10 brags. Do it. Do it as soon as we get off the phone here. I want you okay. to focus on the, on the beauty of the gratitude of what you have in your life and what is upon you as blessings. You've got okay. to energize that energy pattern in you. You've got to bring it back to life. And then you've got to energize the awesomeness of who you are and what you bring to the world. You've got to energize those two big components of your soul. You have to. There's no way out unless you focus on the beauty and wonder and awesomeness of your life and who you are. That's your soul. That's all you've got to do to get that cranking back up in the right direction. And what I also yeah. want you to do is whatever your faith or religious affiliation or whatever it is, I want you to spend at least 10 minutes in prayer, devotion, whatever, and or meditation. And I always tell people prayer is asking, 
meditation is receiving. So you can ask out for what you want mm -hmm. and desire, but spend some time in meditation where you're actually receiving. Okay. This okay. is what I tell all of my clients to do. It is the fundamentals of living a life where you are taking care of your vibrational self, just like you do with brushing your teeth, just like you do with going to the bathroom, just like you do with eating three meals a day. Like we would mm -hmm. understand if we don't eat three meals a day that we're going to be hungry. But what we have to now understand is that if we don't take care of our soul's energy, our soul's going to be hungry. So if you do this 10 gratitudes, 10 brags, and 10 minutes of meditation. If you do this mm -hmm. with each meal, like basically you're going to be feeding your soul and bringing it back to life. So you've got to tend to that. You have to, because you're telling me, Mo, I'm starving. I'm starving so badly, I don't even have the means to get the help. And I've gotten help. I've been fed before. I'm telling you what. Whatever you've done in the past has not solved this problem clearly. This is the beginning to you getting on the path to getting your soul's vibration back up. You have some job trauma pattern going on that mm -hmm. may take a little extra to fix. You've got self-worth and self-confidence. But if you do this at least once a day, and I'm going to suggest that you do it three times or more a day, you've got to feed your soul. You have to. I'm blocked. I'm blocked. Really? Stop. Let's tell yourself a different story. So what does blocked mean okay. to you? I can't come up with things. You know? Okay. My, my mind my mind is so... Um, Your soul is so dim, know. it's not even on life support. Is that right? It's not even on life yeah. support. Yeah. Okay. Like, I just gonna, can't. I can't come I want, to... You, you like, gotta, even last night, I went... You got a, pen, you got a uh, pen in your hand? I'm going to do huh? this with yeah. you right now. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Got a pen? Mm-hmm. First thing you're grateful for, yeah. go. What's the, first, what's the first thing you're grateful for? Sunset. All right. Second thing. Sunrise. You know. Third thing. You got three. Um, you're, on, you're on three. Let's go. Uh, a car. Okay. Four. Mm, place to live. All right. Five. Right, right now. Six. Um, I don't know. Are you grateful for having people that have helped you and you are... Uh, moving in the right direction. You're at least aware. That's mm -hmm. a good thing to be grateful for. You talked to Chessa today. You're talking to me now. Come on, you're getting help. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Seven. Okay. Seven. You have people in your life who love you. So, uh, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. That's something I struggle with right now. Do you have anyone so. in your life right now who you can call and say, "I need a lift. I need help. I need to be picked up. I need. I need to. I need to." Whatever. Do you have anyone in your life that you call on a regular basis? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I don't, actually. Okay. I want you to find someone at your job and make a friend because you need that. Isolation is a big problem, okay? I want you to solve that mm -hmm. problem. I want you to find a friend. Be a friend. Make okay. a friend. Okay? Mm-hmm. How about the, uh, so you said sunrise, sunset. How about the bed you slept in last night? That feel good? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I slept well. What number are we mm -hmm. on? Seven or eight? Six. <laughs> Six. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. The, how, about, how about, did you have a nice cup of coffee or tea this morning? Yes, I did. Okay. 
And how about, uh, do you know how to walk? Do you know how to breathe? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You could count those as two. I'm grateful for being Mm -hmm. able to breathe every day. I'm grateful for being able to walk. We got got to do number 10. Did you say your job? Mm -hmm. Was that one of them already? I got a job at Whole Foods. I've got like three or four right now. Part-time right. jobs. Beautiful. All right. I've got three sources mm-hmm. of income. What? That's awesome. Okay. There's your gratitudes. You can repeat those for the next 20 years of your life to energize your soul. Okay? Next, mm-hmm. let's go to brag. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm putting you, I'm putting you in, the, uh, in the high weight class here, Jennifer. We're going to go into mm-hmm. this. Number one, what's the most awesome thing you've ever done in school? In school. Hmm? Uh, struggled in school. What was the most um, awesome thing you've ever done in school? I don't know. I really don't. Did you ever uh, do a project or work with others or participate in anything that felt really fun and good in school? Um, I was in a senior play. There you go. Yeah. Cool. All right. I was in the senior play in school. Beautiful. Okay. That's school. Did you do something awesome in your first job? No, not really. You did nothing awesome in your first job. It was all sucky every single day. You were an idiot, and that was how it went. Is that is that what you're telling me? I was just administrative support. I didn't really do any you know, any big accomplishment, you know, for them. So did you yeah. help any administrative person or executive or leader do something that for them? Did you help them? I don't know if I did or not. <laughs> I really don't, to be okay. honest with you. I, I don't know I'm what sure I did. that you did. It served them a so, purpose. An administrative assistant in my first job, I helped support people who needed me. Can you please write that down? Mm-hmm. What was your What was your second job? Um, I worked at UPS. What did you do there? I worked on their finance and accounting and long range planning section of the admin admin support. Did you help them create plans and look at their finances and and create? their future? Did you help them do that? No. The biggest thing I did there was help coordinate the Habitat for Humanity project internally for them. Oh, that's all. Yeah, you're right. Uh, heck with that. You just helped people <laughs> who didn't have money build houses and took extra time out of your day to, to do that. So screw that. That's That sucks. You're, you're right. <laughs> screw that. Okay, I got it. All right. I mean, yeah. come on. See where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. You're telling yourself mm-hmm. a bunch of lies. Okay. Are you with mm-hmm. me? These are lies mm-hmm. that you're telling yourself. And I'm helping you get to truth. Truth is where your mm-hmm. soul shines brighter. And I just called you out on something big, didn't I? A big lie. Big, fat, freaking lie. I guess I just don't look at my accomplishments as big and that big. I don't that's thought that I'm... I'm trying to help you because that's I not know. a way to live. It's a way to mm-hmm. suffer. You are on this call. I'm helping you. I'm Mm -hmm. increasing your vibration as we're speaking. Tell me what you did for Habitat for Humanity. When, oh, when, when I did that or when I actually worked for them? Either one. I mean, there's two or three brags right there. 
So brag mm-hmm. number one, I participated in the Habitat for Humanity when I worked for UPS. Brag number two, I volunteered on a Saturday morning, and I, even though I didn't want to sometimes, I freaking built houses for people, right? Mm-hmm. Did you pound nails? Mm-hmm. Were you on the roof? Were you doing stuff? Were you putting up drywall? Mm-hmm. Were you doing stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been Habitat for Humanity. I know what that's like. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. How many times? How many times did you do that? I coordinated two home builds between all of the locations in Atlanta. You know, awesome. getting volunteers out there. Are you kidding me? So two families have homes because of you. Yeah. What? More actually, more actually, since I worked for oh. them. How many? How many? Probably about twenty families. No. What? I'm talking mm-hmm. to a woman who has helped build houses for 20 families. Well, I, I got what? money for 18 of them. I got the money wow. for 18 homes. But I didn't. Are actually, I only built two. No, 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 no. Hmm? Stop talking. The truth is you helped 18 families, 20 families in the Atlanta area have homes that they didn't have before because you decided, since you're awesome, to volunteer for Habitat Humanity, take your own precious time and help others. You're freaking awesome. I want that to be brag three, four, and five. What'd you do in your next job? Awesome, Jennifer. I helped write curriculum for leaders for a teen ministry. Hello. Can you say awesomeness? What are we at now? Five? Let's go. Mm-hmm. This is doing really a good job here. Let's go. What's number, what's number five or six? Keep going. You're doing great. Um, I worked for an elementary school and I was their first-time development officer and helped them establish all their programs, two annual funds, what? Um, secure a $500,000 grant. That was my biggest, I feel like my biggest career accomplishments, but I don't that know how to awesome. articulate that, I guess. That is freaking <laughs> awesome. So I want you to take that. So what are we at? Number five on your, on your brag list? I want you to mm-hmm. take that item, Jennifer, and after we get off the call, I want you to absolutely freaking write five pages of how awesome you were and what you had to do and who you had to be to have that come down the way that it did. That's awesome. To raise a half a million dollars for any type of nonprofit, mm-hmm. you're freaking awesome and on fire. Thanks so much for calling. You keep doing those brags and gratitudes. This is exactly the kind of work that you have to do to bring the vibration of your soul up. When we get back, we're going to talk more about how we can bring the vibration of our soul back up. Jennifer, thanks for talking. And I'm so glad that you were able to touch in with my team today. Thanks. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell from Unity San Diego discussing change and transition. 
And as we begin to really identify the endings in our lives, to deal with them completely and wholly, to heal from them as we must, as we are willing to be in a time of not knowing, a time of uncertainty, but a time of trusting that there is a blueprint, there is a plan, there is a destiny. As we move successfully through these experiences, we will find that we are evolving and emerging into something new and different. And everyone and everything that has been happening in your life, both the things that are easy and good and pleasant, and those things that are challenging and painful and difficult, are drivers for your own evolution. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear their beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. Call today, 816-969-2000. Join your favorite spiritual teachers for the most extraordinary Soul Fest of the year, November 2nd through 5th at the Celebrate Your Life Conference in Phoenix, Arizona. This transformational weekend event features some of the world's leading spiritual new thought leaders, including Marianne Williamson, Neil Donald Walsh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Caroline Mace, Greg Braden, Denise Lynn, and more. Unity listeners save an additional $75 off with coupon code UNITY. Visit CelebrateYourLifeEvents.com. That's CelebrateYourLifeEvents.com and register today. If you could talk to an angel, what would you say? Join Jerry Gavin every Monday at 5 p.m. Central for Angelic Connection. Jerry shares messages from his guardian angel, Margaret, in combination with ancient healing practices to teach people how to listen to their spirit. Jerry can help you strengthen your connection to the angelic realm and receive clear messages of help and healing. Call in and join the show every Monday on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And here we are talking about the toxic workplace. And thank you to our earlier caller for being courageous enough to ask for help, being courageous enough to own your power. Jennifer, thanks for calling in and sharing, basically sharing where you're at. Listen, there's a lot of people walking on this planet whose souls are dimmed out by experiences. And we've got to remember and remind ourselves how awesome we are. So the take home with that, segment was find ways to recognize the awesomeness in your life. Find the things that you have done that have absolutely rocked it for you. When Jennifer and I began talking about things, it was like nothing, nothing, nothing. Last week we had a a caller uh, who said she didn't think she had a soul. So here's the thing. We are convinced by other forces outside of us of lies about who we are and what life is all about. Your being born into this space and time called the human planet Earth, 
your being born guarantees you that you have a birthright for your soul to be happy, for you to be in abundance, joy, freedom, etc. You have all of the levers to push and pull so that you can do that. And when you receive into your life a toxic workplace, losing your job, or some other negative experience, it is happening for your greater, highest good. And it's so hard to see it in the moment. I lost my job six times in my career. Yep, I'm that good. Six times. The first time, the uh, cardiac rehab center that I was managing and running and doing all of the daily essential activities, registered nurse, cardiac nurse, watching patients exercise on monitors. It was owned by a company, and it was at a hospital just outside of Pittsburgh. And the company was making money running this center for the hospital. I was an employee of the company. And uh, one of the big cardiologists at the hospital decided he didn't like the company making money. It was his patients. And so he basically shut the center down. I lost my job. He said to me, um, I want you to come back. I'm uh, 24, 25 at this point, and a big active runner, love cardiac patients, love cardiac rehab. I was helping people learn how to meditate before it was a cool thing to do, teaching them about nutrition, helping them exercise properly for their heart condition. I loved the work. But I lost my job, and I was not making that much money, and I didn't have that much money in savings. And he said, I'm going to hire you in a month. Can you, land, can you handle it for a month? Okay. So I gutted it out for a month, and when the first month came, the center wasn't reopened yet. He hadn't worked things out with the hospital. I was down to pennies buying soup at the grocery store. 25-year-old, running, active, happy, smart, friends, etc., and I'm down to freaking pennies because this doctor didn't want this company to make money on his patients. Yeah, we could call it greed, okay? But whatever, <laughs> that's the scene. I made a decision to hang out to keep that job. And just within days of almost having zero money for groceries, and I was probably within the month of the rent that was due as well, because I didn't have money. <laughs> he called me and started me back up. And uh, I thrived in that center for uh, another year, year and a half or so. And then I, I, I joined a company that managed those centers. And I convinced this doctor to have our company manage his center so that he didn't lose the continuity of me running the center and having the patients there. And he loved that idea. And it worked out really well for, for a while. So when we're at the dark night of the soul, we are forced forced to reckon with our strength. We are forced to do that. And our soul is screaming, you go, you go, you do it. Our soul is screaming. And if we don't listen, we're going to continue to be in pain and suffering. If you'd like to join the conversation on toxic workplace and how it dims your soul and or how you've come back, how you have turned it back up, if you'd like some coaching or some help on this, you can call us at 816-251-3555. I love helping people regenerate their soul's energy. It's the only thing we have.
It's the only thing we have to get ourselves on track. And it's the thing that when we get off track, its energy is dimmed down. And I'm not talking about the energy we get from exercise. I'm not talking about the energy we get from the calories we eat as food. I'm not talking about caffeine. I'm talking about the inherent, beautiful, loving energy that makes us a human being. That energy, that soul of yours has a personality. It has strength. It has capacity to do things in the world by telling the body to do things like speak and move and talk and do all of this. That thing, that power plant of you is the only thing that you need to focus on when stuff's not going in the right direction for you. You need to turn your soul back up. You need to focus on gratitude. You need to focus on bragging about the things that you've done. Jennifer pulled out of her hat some freaking amazing, awesome things that she's done in her life. And Jennifer, I hope that your energy and your soul's vibration has gotten elevated in the time we spent together. Let's take the call from Katie. I think I know you, Katie. How are you doing today? Hi. Are you you who I know you are? How are you? Yes, you do. (laughs) You're a neighbor of Unity, aren't you? (laughs) Right down the street. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) She just decided to walk in the radio uh, place and just say hello. What's going on, Katie? What can I help you with or what do you want to share? Um, Well, I will definitely chime in on the toxic work environment and how draining it can be and how it will affect every area of your life. And a lot of times it's kind of insidious and you don't realize that it gets more and more toxic over time until you find yourself um, not enjoying anything because you're Mm. always thinking and um, feeling bad because you can't rejuvenate after a while going home or having a weekend. uh, It just, it just will, it'll drain you just exactly what you were saying. And having gone through your course, excuse me? What happened to you in a toxic work environment? You certainly laid out the uh, the outline here. So you start to lose your zest for life. You have no more fun anymore. You're drained at the end of the day. Tell me a little bit more about what was going on with you. Uh, well, the, the climate changed in a company that I was with for over nine years. And mm-hmm. um, some instead of being uplifted and praised and contributed and feeling like you're contributing and having that mirrored back to you, it was more like more, more, more. You're not doing enough. And so the harder you would struggle against it, the harder you would try, the more they wanted until Mm. you just throw up your hand and say, I'm one person. I I can't do everything. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. at that point, when you feel so frustrated, it starts to take a toll on your self-esteem because you view yourself as a competent professional, and that's not the feedback you're getting. Absolutely. It's it's conflicting, and all of a sudden, what choice do you have, to believe your, your, your inner world or to believe the outer world? Which is more convincing? Well, if you haven't gone through your course, the, uh, <laughs> the outer world will seem much more persuasive because yes. you, you don't have the tools to, to, to rise above it. Yeah. Um, and that's where I found myself 
mm-hmm. and it I finally had to leave. I, I and I've never done that before, and it was quite terrifying. Yes. But it just got to the point where I knew if I continued, I wouldn't <laughs> be effective in interviewing. Yes. You know, um, I would be scared to voice my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's not who who I was. You know, I, I that's not who I wanted to be, and that's definitely not definitely not how I wanted to be seen. So I finally had to leave, and it took me a few months to detox, and then I was able to interview mm-hmm. and be peppy and not worn down, not scared, mm-hmm. chasing my tail, you know, because that energy will come through. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not only will through. it come through directly, it also reverberates indirectly, and you're attracting right. the, the the like energy attractor pattern, which I think is what started to happen when you began to be defeated at work and not having soul-lifting experiences. And, and you, you said something earlier that I want to emphasize for everyone who's listening and, and, and uh, trying to understand what the dynamics are here. Your convincing pattern was stronger on the outside than it was on the inside. So we become victims, that's just the word, of the external world when we don't have enough internal world. When we don't have enough of our soul's energy and vibrancy, we become permeable to the external feedback that we're getting it becomes our identity the external gets inside of us and it further dims down this light that wasn't bright enough inside anyway and it's this self-perpetuating problem so your only way to break that cycle was to quit your job boom correct i gotta get out of here this outside uh feedback i'm getting is too strong it's killing me i need to i need to move on and i and i've seen that as you know um Many, many times in the in the women I work with in my workshop, and um, and you brought your soul back up. What'd you do, Katie? What'd you do to bring your soul's energy back up? Well, I meditated a lot. I did a lot of gratitudes, and the one thing that really helped a lot was to list out the brags, to uh, to look at what I had done, as a matter of fact, and yes. be proud of that. And start to remember who I was or who I am and not accept not accept somebody telling me that, that I am less than I am because right. it feels good to push somebody around. And when you're a kind person and when you're, you know, empathetic and you have a little bit of um, a little bit of um, being able to kind of feel other people's energy, so to speak, and mm-hmm. um, you just—it's just—you just can't do it. So I started to remember all of the things I have to contribute to a company and all of the talents I have. Yes. And as I started to remember and feel happy about that, I was able to attract really good offers. The Mm -hmm. first interview I went on, 
I was like, no, no, this is a carbon copy. This is another bully boss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I was able to identify that and not be so desperate to get out of one situation that I just got myself into another situation of, of of the same caliber. So then I was able to attract a much better company, and it's been about four or five months now, and I'm doing great things, and they are so pleased with me, and I get all (laughs) kinds of validation and feedback that I'm doing a wonderful job, and the contrast of where I was to where I am now cannot be underestimated in, in feeling in feeling good and everything has improved I just got this fantastic haircut because I was feeling so good and I went into my you know stylist and I said you know I am feeling great give me give me something on the outside to show people you know I'm back I am here and I am making connections right people are loving what I'm saying and they're starting to reach out to me and be very excited about my visions that I see that can develop in business instead of saying no and then you hear in a meeting that now they're using your ideas and they're like oh well that's really great and you're like uh, I, that was my idea and then you yeah so so the uh, the bully boss cannot be cannot it's just like when you're a child if you ever got bullied it's something mm-hmm. that can stay with you and right. so you also have to work on forgiving and not believing and getting over it. But it's not something that you forget easily because it does leave an indelible mark. However, if you do become advanced, you'll see the signs and you can avoid it. And you can say, you know, right. this is not where I want to be or who I want to deal with. I'm going right. over here, <laughs> right. and I am yes. choosing right. to deal so, so, with people. Sorry, get, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. So you're, you're, you're talking about basically uh, reframing and creating a, a limiting, uh, not a limiting, you're, you're moving from limiting belief patterns that were sapping you and uh, bringing your, your, volume, your soul's volume down and believing things from the external world that were lies again. Um, but what happened here is that you were propelled from this situation into a situation that you were able to burst your soul forward and, and, and go big. Go big into who you are destined to be and go big into a new story pattern of truth. The truth is, you can't do I'm just going to ask you to go hold there, Kate. There's a lot of background noise. So it sounds like you're kind of getting some stuff done. That's cool. Uh, so, so there was a, um, a, a pattern of negative pushing you into, I don't feel good. I don't like this. My soul is so dim, it hurts. And then you had to break that energetic relationship, which was causing your soul to dim. You had to break it. And sometimes 
We lose our jobs like Jennifer, sometimes like you, Katie. We decide enough is enough. I'm leaving. And without that break, and my big break was my breast cancer 10 years ago. That caused me to break the energetic bond of the stories I was telling myself and the lies I was believing that were poisoning me. So when you broke that and you said, no more, I'm leaving, you had to reconstitute your soul's energy and build yourself back up and get that light coming from within and have yourself be brighter. And you had to remind yourself how awesome you are with your, with your, with your list of bragging. And so many of us, when we were raised, we're told not to brag, not to shine the spotlight on us. Who were you to be smart? You can't have Johnny feel bad by you being smarter in math. And so we are taught at a very young age exactly how to turn the volume of our soul down. We are taught that. It does not serve our soul. It makes other people comfortable in their fears. So we're told to do these things because their fears are turned on. Don't do awesome stuff, Katie. You're going to have other people feel bad. Don't speak up in a meeting because the people are going to think that you're just bragging and you're just being a show-off. Stop doing that. So what happens when you claim your soul strength back is that you are now in powerful alignment with the best parts of you. You've reminded yourself of that energy and you've brought it back to life through your gratitudes and your brags. You've brought yourself back up to light. And therefore, when you speak in a meeting and when you talk about your brilliant ideas and insights and the things that you want to do to make the place better, you're coming from alignment rather than pushing against this feeling of not having enough self-worth. Because when we're pushing against not having enough self-worth, we're demanding Sometimes we're, we're too timid, but whatever it is, we're inauthentic. And that inauthenticity comes across as, I don't really like Katie's idea, or maybe it's coming across as, boy, she thinks she's a know-it-all. Or maybe it's coming across as, you have too many good ideas, we can't do them all, like just stop it. Whatever the, the reverberation that comes from being out of alignment, it doesn't work for us, and, it, and it, it, it's, it's there to help us get back into alignment and get back into our highest version of ourselves. These are all feedback triggers that seem like they're telling us we're not worthy. It seems like it's telling us we're doing something wrong, but what it really is, the truth of it is it's happening for our greater development, for our expansion without that kick in the ass, without that push forward, you wouldn't have what it takes to take yourself to the next level. You wouldn't have the vibrancy to attract a new, better job. And Katie, you did the work. I know because we work together and we continue to work together. You did the work, sister. You developed your soul's strength. You developed that inner confidence based on bringing your soul's power up. And you were able then to articulate in more powerful, aligned ways your ideas, your 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 worth to get the job and then continue to move your ideas forward and be seen as someone who's awesome and has value without pushing against, I'm not worth it. So I have to prove to you that I am when we're in alignment with our soul's power and we have vibrancy, we're not only able to act better in the workplace, we also have a higher level attractor pattern 
for all areas in our life. Just like Katie had mentioned when she was down in the dumps and feeling defeated, she didn't have good other stuff in her life. Things didn't feel good anywhere because the attractor pattern is consistent. So you can't have a lousy work life and be treated poorly and be in a toxic work environment and shut the door and come home and be an awesome person. And if you're doing that, you're using a ton of energy to block that. Most people can't and won't do that. That's not sustainable. So what you have to do is use the toxic workplace as a big message to change your vibration. I work with some women in my workshop. They come to me. I got to leave this place. This place is awful. My boss hasn't seen my true value. I want to do different types of projects. I got to leave. I got to leave. I got to leave. I got to leave. And sometimes, about 25% of the time, when that person in my workshop increases their soul's vibration, which is the first thing we do in the workshop, all of a sudden the workplace changes. Oof. All of a sudden the boss has seen me as someone who's a contributor. All of a sudden I'm getting put on a project I've been wanting to be put on. All of a sudden I'm getting assigned to the complex management team of people who are doing cool stuff that I've always wanted to do and I wasn't seen as that person. All of a sudden they're being invited to the next level of meetings because their contributions are now wanted. Here's the thing. Your soul matters so much to the work you do. And since we spend so much time at work, if our soul's not vibrant at work, it's not vibrant anywhere. And work can kill our soul if we let it. But it's happening for us. I see this all the time in the clients I work with. I see this all the time in the women I talk to who I don't end up working with because sometimes their soul's so dim, they can't even see a way out. And that's a sad story, but it's true in many cases. So here's the thing, folks. I help women advance their careers through building their souls. I call it bring your soul to work. I have a workshop. Only way you can get into that workshop is to book a call with me or my team. Jennifer today had a call with my team. It wasn't the right fit for her, but she got coached and she got helped on that call and even more so here today. So book your call with my team, with myself. You, you could get me. Hey, it's the luck of the draw sometimes when we do this clarity call. Go ahead and give yourself the time. It's mofall.com slash give me clarity. It's a beautiful opportunity to give yourself that time to focus on yourself and what's really going on. And we're going to help you. If you'd like to see my free webinar, it's mofall.com slash masterclass. Five shifts for you to master your career. So go ahead and do something for yourself and get yourself on track. Do not let a toxic workplace define you. Do not let a toxic workplace tell you that that's what life is all about. You have a birthright to be happy and free and in alignment. Your soul wants it. And when you're in discomfort, that's your soul's way of saying, hey, pay attention. Listen to what we've got going on. You must grow. You must expand you must do something about this. And if you don't do something about it with the pain that you feel in your body, eventually it will turn into a physical disease. That's the way this works. If you don't pay attention and listen and do something, eventually you get the big, big headline. Cancer, high blood pressure, diabetes. These things are bigger warning signals that you must do something at the soul level. 
So the work I do helps enliven your soul and all the things that are happening in your world that aren't feeling good are because you need a message to do something more, to be more who you are and to get to a higher vibrational level. This is the beauty of life. So when your boss hands you a pile of doo-doo that doesn't feel good, I want you to take that as a lesson to work on yourself. I want you to own the responsibility that you are the only one who can place your destiny in the right lane of the highway. So go ahead and use that toxic work environment or that negative experience and say, yes, I will work on myself. I will get my soul's vibration cranked up. Next time, we're going to talk about what self-sabotaging is trying to tell you. This is all. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.